All right, since we don't have a sponsor, I'll just say that all of these podcasts are brought to you by HistoryOfEveryDay.com. Yep, that's me, HistoryOfEveryDay.com. Don't forget to check us out on TikTok as well, at Cooper. There you go. Here is the podcast. All right, this is a lecture on the Age of Reformation, relatively short, um, really kind of a discussion that I have with students about uh, how exploration was happening after the Reformation. Uh, just some interesting stuff I thought you might enjoy. So here you go, the Age of Exploration. Think about how this all works. We got the we've we've already went through the Reformation. We've already hit the age of discovery, which is where we're at. We have all kinds of stuff um, that now we're talking about inventions. We're talking about all of this stuff, and then suddenly we realize our food is nasty. But if I can come back with things like clove, pepper, salt, my food will taste better. And I can go get this stuff that makes me smell good. So if I go to a party and I put it on, everybody's going to turn and look at me and go, why did they not stink? I want to marry that person because they don't stink. And you can tell your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, uh, put this stuff on because you stink. And that was why it was such a big deal trying to get into those type of things. Uh, and, and again, chocolate. Think about chocolate in the age of exploration. I don't like chocolate. Not I, I'm not a big fan. I know everybody is. It's, it's all right, but I'm not a fan of it. But boy, it would be nice to know that I like chocolate, hot chocolate. You guys like hot chocolate in the wintertime? Like a little cup of cocoa with some little, little floaty marshmallows on it. We never had marshmallows when I was a kid. If we did, my mom would put like one of the big marshmallows in the cup so you couldn't drink it. Um, that was kind of how we did things. But that that was what it was always about. So the main source of spices, as I said, was the Malacca spices, pepper, cloves, uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, all of those good things. We need to find a way to get there. The Europeans need to look around and go, how do we get to there without losing everything? And they also wanted to do this. You got to think about this. This is the age of the uh, expansion of Christianity. So not only are we going to go to India or China and pick up spices and things to make ourselves smell good, while we're there, why don't we convert them to Christianity? So that was another driving force of everybody trying to travel out that exploration piece. And here are the big, here's the big things. I mean, you guys, iPhones are pretty cool, right? That's a pretty good invention. Uh, I got a new Apple Watch. Um, I got one of the new Ultras, which is super cool, by the way. Uh, I can go, uh, like when they find my body 700 feet underwater, it'll tell them uh, how deep I was and what the temperature, I don't know why I need that, but <laughs> lots, of, lots of reasons for that. Um, you know, think about the inventions that have changed your lives. Television, the internet, computers, those are huge. These inventions right here are bigger than any of those because these changed the world. Uh, cartographers. People able to draw maps and accurate maps. That is a huge deal because now you can pull up a map and you can go somewhere. 
you can put on the map, don't go here. You can put on the map trails of how to get where you need to go. So you're blazing a trail for everybody else. And that includes the ocean. We really didn't know, if you think about it, because of the way ships were at the time, what was beyond 100 miles from shore? Once you stop looking, so if I get in a boat and uh, and, and it's a big boat and I have a bunch of sailors and we're going to sail around, once I get past where I can't see the shore anymore, where am I at? I have no idea. There's no way to tell. How do I get back? Let's say that the, the sun stops shining. It's night. You could use stars, but how accurate is that going to be? So being able to have these great maps were a big deal. The astrolabe or astrolabe, huge. Now you can sail all the way out anywhere you want in the world and use this device to tell what your latitude is. So you know where you're at on the map. The, the magnetic compass, we take this completely for granted. Um, having the ability to tell where north, south, all of that with a compass. You can sail out on a ship and go, okay, we're still going east. We're still going west. That didn't exist before this. Because again, maps, I, where was I at? Oh, I was in Barnes and Noble the other day because I like to walk through and see what books I have to write. And uh, because that's not my, that's my part-time job now. I have to write that stuff. The rule of a, of a professor is uh, you have to research, or perish, or write and perish. So I have to write all of those things. And uh, they have a whole map section. Have you guys been to the map section in, have you guys looked at a map? When was the last time you saw a map where you actually pulled up a physical piece of paper that had a map on it? Wait a minute, Colton's got a map. Where are you? On the wall, Colton has a map on the wall. All right. But it. <laughs> it's a fictional map? Does that still count? Is that the map to Terabia? Terabia? I don't know. What no, that it's a map for a board game. Okay. But it's All still right. like a prop here. Let me get closer. <laughs> it's still like a proper map. Oh, yeah. No, that would be a proper map of the time. Got oh. Pound on it. Outland. Okay, I'm looking here. How do I know that map? Where? How have I played? I've played that game, and I don't know where. I highly doubt it. What is it? Frosthaven. Oh, I've played that before. I've played that before. I got that at uh, GameStop or no, not GameStop, Game Preserve. So, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, you have played it. I 100% believe you played it because Game Preserve is where I buy almost all my games. Yep, I know Game Preserve very well. Let's give them a shout out. I don't have any maps. I don't, I, I have. No, I don't have any. I used to have a, an atlas map. I don't have any uh, in here. But when I... Because, uh, you know, if you play Frosthaven, and you know how big of a pain it is to constantly get this out, especially if your table isn't big enough. Yeah. No, you So basically have... what I did was use a piece of foam and a binder clip so I can hang it on a nail on the wall. That, yeah. I, I we, uh, so, I know, uh, Jen, Sophie, you guys can care less about this. I uh, I play the I'm I play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and it's, it's all about maps and uh, roll d twenty online. Anyway, let's go back. When I was a kid, and uh, let's say you let's say that you wanted to go to Florida, you wanted to go on vacation with the family, you couldn't just get your phone out and start driving. You had to have a, a physical map, and you had to map your direction on how to get there, and 
Um, how do you know when to get gas? Where are the gas stations at? Those are all on the map. Now we just kind of take it for granted that it was there. So yeah, having the map there, uh, the Caravel, uh, that was a Portuguese ship design and get this, it used square sails instead of, uh, uh, what we had standard. Now you can sail, think about this into the wind or against the wind. Prior to this, you had one choice. The wind blew your ship out. Now, how are you going to get back? So having that ability to sail back using the wind, pretty important. And the stern post rudder, being able to steer a ship was important. Prior to this, the only way to steer a ship was to turn the sails. Now you can actually steer a ship. So those are some of the things. And here's some pictures of them, by the way, if you want to see these things. Uh, there is the rudder being able to steer a ship. There's a, a, a sextant. Um, there's the astrolabe. There's the compass. We just kind of take these things for granted today, but those are huge inventions. And if you look at the ships, this is the age of shipbuilding. Very, very big. Now let's look at this. This is where, let's say click to add title. Why, why do we always do that? Come on. I always forget that part. There we go. So here's what we're talking about. Here is the area that exploration remember this is uh italy this is where all of the medici family was this is where it all began your spices you need silk drugs uh perfumes porcelain right here east indies of china uh silk was a big deal prior to this you had wool you guys had anything that's made out of wool it's really itchy scratchy you take it off uh, it, it's just not good that's what you're wearing but hey silk is soft Silk, silk's pretty nice. So I'm going to, I'd love to have some silk as opposed to sleeping on hay. How about some silk sheets? You get those from here, the perfumes, porcelain. China was very well known for making porcelain. This coffee mug is not porcelain, but it would be something that they could make prior to this. <laughs> I'll show you this. Hold on. Ah, 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 ah. How did I know this would come in handy? I knew this would come in handy. So this coffee mug, pretty nice. Got a handle on it. It's round. It doesn't cut my face. Uh, my son, uh, who's in high school, uh, took a uh, uh, an art class and had to make uh, a coffee mug. Are you ready? There, <laughs> there's this coffee mug. Uh, it's irregular. It, yeah, this is. I would. I don't know that it would even leak. It's just. It is just that way. He has a lid to it too. If you want a lid. There you go. You have a choice of this or this. Which one are you going to drink coffee out of? This one right here. So porcelain, pretty important. Uh, I mean, I applaud him for trying, but uh, I'm not going to say that he's a sculptor at all. So that's where you get this stuff. If you look at India, you got spices. Cotton, also very big. We all are wearing something cotton right now. Cotton is pretty much the standard of clothing it wasn't before this you also got sugar think about what life would be like for you without sugar you can't have any sugar there is no sugar that would be tough your raisin bran uh that you had this morning nasty it would it would be it would be raisins which are semi-sweet and then some of the the little flakes would have no flavor at all uh so not good no captain crunch that's out of the, that's out of the picture uh, this oatmeal that I'm getting ready to eat, horrible, because it has no sugar, no sweetening on it. 
if you like coffee, if you like the cold brew coffees that are all the rage right now, uh, you're not going to get any of that because that is a lot of sugar. So that's a big deal. And precious stones. Again, you can go to a party and smell good and have jewelry on. You you just, you're you're it. You're the it person. So that's really pretty big right there. And these are the routes. So you have to see, you've got to kind of sit, you got to go all the way over land to get to China and these Indies. You got to go all the way over land to get to India, or you have to travel through this little uh, area right here, south of Morocco. And now you can say to yourself, we have all of these new inventions. And so that means that we can start sailing around. And the first place you start to sail, by the way, just so you know, there really wasn't a flat earth idea. People kind of knew back then that it's round. They, they, they always talk about, uh, you'll, you'll sometimes hear how Christopher Columbus was sailing around the world to prove that it was round. No, they knew it was round. They, they knew, okay, that was not a big deal. But as you're sailing around, they're like, how do I get, if you look here, I'm in Italy right there. And I want to get all the way to the East Indies. And I want to make sure that, number one, nothing gets stolen. And I want to do it quickly. They start sailing around places like Africa. So you see like the blue line where they're sailing around Africa to try and get where they want to go. It seems like a longer trip, but in a boat, it's actually much quicker. And if you look right here, uh, Da Gama in 1497 sailed way out and all the way around. And that made a huge difference as well, trying to sail to where you want to go and then come back. It protects all of your crops. Portuguese were the best. We don't think about Portugal much. I don't think, what was that TikTok I heard? When was the last time you thought of the Roman Empire? Have you guys heard that? It's like some kind of weird TikTok thing. Uh, when was the last time you guys thought about the Portuguese? Exactly. <laughs> but at the time, they were number one. Portuguese were number one, and it started with Prince Henry, who was the navigator, he wanted to find a source of gold in Africa. He also wanted to share in the slave trade that was starting to come up. Uh, he also wanted to be part of the Crusades in Africa uh, to try and get rid of the Muslims of Africa. And rumor was that uh, uh, Prester John had built a Christian kingdom in Africa. So he established a school of navigation. So for the first time, not only, it's not like, oh, well, my dad's a sailor, I'm a sailor, I want to learn this. He actually established a school that taught people how to sail, how to navigate, how to get around the world. Uh, that was established in uh, Sagres. Portuguese discovered uh, Madeira, Azores, Cape Verde, the Canary Islands. Uh, they were the first to bring slaves back in uh, to Europe from Africa in 1441. So really early on, we started to see the slave trade come from Africa, and it really started in the, the Portuguese bringing things back. And this is how it works. And this is where we'll probably wrap it up today. If you are, if you know anybody that's a truck driver, like an over-the-road truck driver, and you, know, you, you travel and you do goods and stuff, you make no money if your truck is empty. You make no money because you're not doing anything. And so over the road truck drivers, uh, some of the ones that I know that do long distance hauling. So I have a friend who drives from Indianapolis and he goes to Florida. He takes an entire truckload of stuff from Indianapolis to a place in Florida. That truck gets unloaded. He immediately drives across town and his truck gets reloaded with stuff from Florida. And he takes that to Colorado. 
Once he gets to Colorado, the truck is unloaded. The people that want those goods, he drives to another place where his truck is reloaded, and then he comes back to Indianapolis. So he never has an empty truck. It's the same way with these explorers. Let's say that I want to go from, uh, I'm going to go from Lisbon, and I'm trying to get to China to get my stuff. And things are not going well. And so I end up right here in Africa, maybe the Gulf of, of Guinea. Maybe I end up in Cape Verde, wherever I end up. I know that if I come back, I'm broke. I spent all of this money putting the ship together. I got all of the sailors I need. I landed and I got nothing. But you could have at least one thing to bring back and that's slaves. So that's really where the slave trade began. It was a big business. But if you can't find gold, you can't find spices, you can't find porcelain, you can't find what you're looking for, fill your ship with slaves and bring it back because then at least you don't have an empty ship. And that's really where all of this began with the Portuguese and exploration. Remember, and that'll become important too, uh, the, the idea of the slave trade and my audio just dropped for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, so just remember, slave trade 1441 is where it all kind of kicked off. Can you guys still hear me? Portions of the preceding broadcast day were pre-recorded. This concludes our programming for today. We welcome any comments you may have. Our next regularly scheduled program will come to you at 6.15 a.m.